Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? It's going good, Amy. I'm feeling celebratory this weekend. Yeah? Tell me about that. Well, we have two birthdays in the Howe House, including the most important birthday of all. Uh Uh-huh. So Micah's birthday is on December 5th. Yes. So we'll be celebrating little man, um, our youngest son. He's turning eight. Awesome. And then my wife is turning, well, I won't say how old she's turning on very, Sunday. Very good. That was that was wise of you. Just note that she's older than I am. That, what you just said, was not wise of you. <laughs> well, she can't deny that. So big birthday weekend in the Howe House this weekend. That's fun. And because of the pandemic, we're not doing anything. Right. So- that's that's the sad part, like birthdays and not being able to do much of anything. Yeah, not big parties or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. So, Amy, what should I get my wife for her birthday? Any ideas? Or is it too late to be asking for suggestions? Yeah, it's too late to be asking for suggestions. And I'm not going to step into this situation where you ask me on a recorded show what you should get. And then you get it, and it's so thoughtful and nice, and then she finds out that it wasn't your idea. So she doesn't listen to this. Nice. All right. I know. Yeah, she'll never find out. But the the good thing is I actually do have something for her, so I've already got it. So I was just kind of joking. She wanted patio furniture. Okay. I guess that's that's what you get. That's like adulting 101 right there. Yeah. Here we are. Let's jump into the show, and I want to start by thanking our sponsor, Southwestern Seminary. This fall, they announced a new joint Master of Divinity and Master of Business Administration degree built in partnership with Dallas Baptist University. This new degree path is designed to equip believers with a versatile degree for today's church and marketplace. Equipped with deep theological knowledge and flexible business skills, men and women will be able to use this training to take the gospel all over the world, wherever God may call them. If you're interested in this new joint MDiv MBA program, then visit swbts.edu slash MDIVMBA for more information. Uh, seminary graduation's happening this week. So uh, this yeah, week, next week, some. I think. Yeah, this so, week and next week, yep. Yeah. So uh, congratulations to all of our, our friends. I think Southwestern's is this weekend. So that that is actually, I think, either today or tomorrow, uh, depending on when you listen to this, obviously. Uh, but uh, congratulations to, uh, yeah. I, I guess, several hundred graduates across our six seminaries. Yes, absolutely. And some some seminaries are unable to have graduation ceremonies. Um, Southern Seminary had to cancel theirs yeah. because of some local guidelines. Southeastern, yeah. So they're not getting to have the ceremonies, but that doesn't change the milestone for these graduates. And so... Uh, they need to uh, be celebrated and honored, and it's, it's a really exciting moment for them. Yeah. So I know uh, there are a few good friends of the pod that I saw recently who have passed their dissertations, getting their PhDs. So uh, congratulations to all of them as well. Uh, you know who you are. We've uh, texted probably. But uh, yeah, so graduation weekend starting this weekend in the SBC. So uh, going to be exciting. And, and like you said, kind of disappointing that you can't have those ceremonies on campus because those are always really fun. So you enjoyed yours a couple of years ago. You, can you believe it's been two years? I can't. It's kind of crazy, especially after so many years of not knowing if I'd finish. And then, then I did. So it's pretty, pretty incredible. Lots happened in two years. Well, we start 
in the seminaries this week with our big news of the week. The seminary presidents announced in a joint statement in recognition of the 20th anniversary of the adoption of the Baptist Faith and Message 2000. The Council of Seminary Presidents have reaffirmed with eagerness the BFM's status as a doctrinal statement that unites and defines Southern Baptist cooperation and establishes the confessional unity of our convention. Uh, this statement was adopted at the annual session of the Seminary Presidents' Meeting. They held that uh, just about a week ago, or a week and a half ago, and they issued this statement. The full statement is over at Baptist Press and the story about this, basically discussing critical race theory, the Baptist faith and message, and how the two are incompatible. I'll read a little excerpt here from the end of the statement, uh, but you can read the full one over at the link in the show notes. In light of current conversations in the Southern Baptist Convention, we stand together on historic Southern Baptist condemnations of racism in any form, and we also declare that affirmation of critical race theory, intersectionality, and any version of critical theory is incompatible with the Baptist faith and message. Uh, like I said, it's a very short statement, just two paragraphs. You can go read the full statement over at the links in the show notes. That's something they put together a couple of weeks ago at their annual meeting and issued out this past Monday. Over to Texas we go, Amy, where we have an update in the Baylor lawsuit uh, and Southwestern lawsuit against the Harold E. Riley Foundation. Actually, a few updates that came this week in that lawsuit which we've covered before. Uh, there was a hearing on Wednesday. It was a temporary injunction hearing, but it was postponed until January after there was a dispute over the documents that were sought by the plaintiffs in discovery. So they're going to have a hearing on that dispute December 14th, and then the temporary injunction hearing will be in January. So, it, you know, this is why sometimes court cases take so long because in the moment when you have something that comes up, then they have to say, stop, we've got to schedule a hearing to discuss this, and then we can go back to the initial hearing that we're trying to have. Uh, so that sort of next step will come on December 14th. Um, but then also, there's now been a filing, uh, a motion that was filed by Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, and he's filing uh, the motion to intervene in the lawsuit, claiming that intervention is necessary to protect the public interest in charity. Um, in that filing, he alleges that Mike Hughes, the president of the Riley Foundation, who is a former Southwestern vice president, and Charles Hott, the Riley Foundation's chief investment officer and a trustee of Southwestern, he alleges that they began to develop a scheme to receive substantial salaries and benefits from this charitable foundation and find a way to change the structure of the foundation to the detriment of its sole charitable beneficiaries, Baylor and Southwestern. Um, and then the attorney general goes on to say or to allege that the actions of the foundation, Hughes and Hot appear to reflect serious breaches of fiduciary duties owed to the foundation and, most importantly, the ultimate charitable beneficiaries. And so he is um, asserting his right to amend the petition and intervention to assert additional affirmative relief uh, after he reviews everything. So basically, the attorney general is wanting to step in. Yeah. And well, he isn't wanting to step in. He has stepped in. He is stepping and in. Okay, fair yes. enough. Yeah. He's, and he's yeah. stepping in. And, and to be clear, he's stepping in. Whatever it says, he's intervening. He's not coming in as like a, 
a neutral party. He's intervening and joining in the lawsuit with Baylor and Southwestern, like on their side as a plaintiff. So He's basically, as a plaintiff. Yeah. So, so yeah. basically, you have essentially it's the two schools and the state of Texas. Yes. Okay. Are are like together? Yes. Coming. And yes. Yes. Coming together in this. Uh, again, you mentioned that we've covered this on the podcast. Reminder that uh, it kind of you kind of summed it up well there. I mean, it, it talked about the the developing a scheme to receive substantial salaries and benefits from the charitable foundation. In the original filing, Southwestern had uh, alleged that board members of the Harold Riley Foundation, which again was set up to benefit both Baylor and Southwestern, led a secret coup to seize control of the foundation, altering its purpose, stripping the schools of their rights and status as beneficiaries, and misappropriating assets worth millions of dollars. So, like you said, we sit and wait, though, on this. So there'll be another hearing on December 14th, as you mentioned. But uh, we just kind of, this is an update, and we wait to see how this will play out. All right. Okay, now we have another update, another legal update. So lots of stuff going on. We should break out the the law and order music on this one, since the two legal updates. So I'll drop that in right here. So, Amy, there's an update in the Will McCraney and Nam lawsuit. Uh, McCraney, you remember, filed a lawsuit back in 2017 that was eventually thrown out uh, and dismissed because of the ecclesiastical abstention doctrine. Uh, McCraney appealed that decision, and that was overturned earlier this summer. Well, we I think we talked about this, too, earlier on the podcast this year. But Nam filed an en banc request to the Fifth Circuit to have them hear the have the entire Fifth Circuit court hear their appeal of the appeal being overturned. I think if I got that right. And that was denied this week. So that denial came down in an 8-9 decision. So a split decision on the request to hear that at the Fifth Circuit by NAM. But as of now, that 8-9 decision means that the case will be remanded back down to the district court in North Mississippi. So but one thing in the case that kind of came to light and kind of caused a bit of a stir over the last week or so in the SBC was an amicus brief that was filed by the Thomas More Society and joined by the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission uh, that contained language foreign to Southern Baptist polity and created concern among many observers in the case. There were a few lines in the amicus brief that referred to the Southern Baptist Convention as, quote, the umbrella Southern Baptist governing body and described the Convention of Autonomous Churches and Groups as a, quote, hierarchy. Uh, Obviously, both of those descriptions reflect Southern Baptist polity incorrectly, and uh, the Executive Committee and uh, actually, I think, ERLC also issued statements to that fact, so trying to clear up any confusion uh, that those had caused. So that full statement and more information about that and the entire case, because there's a lot going on in this case, uh, again, you know, you mentioned how things are moving slowly in the southwestern thing, Amy. We're going on year four here shortly, I think, of this case. So, hey, you know, I we've we've probably talked about this before, but my dad was a litigant in a case that went oh yeah eleven eleven years and went to the Supreme Court twice on two different questions, and ultimately ultimately won at the U.S. Supreme Court nine to zero on the merits of the case, but. Pitched a shutout. Yeah, but um, it was still 11 years. It was, a bit, it was yeah. long. And so the kids, because it involved high school sports, the kids were in like middle school at the time when it started. And by the time it was over, 
Like the actual thing in question was long past. Yeah. So. Well, the kids that were graduating from high school whenever it ended were in first grade whenever right, it started. Right. So, yeah. yeah. They didn't care. Yeah. Very. It's very interesting yeah. how it works. It just That's becomes wild. becomes part of your life. Yeah. Well, obviously. So, all right. Well, there, there's the updates, the legal update that we have for this week. And Amy, I was wrong last week when I said I think we had all the state meetings. I should I have known I better. I noticed that. I noticed I should that. Not, yeah, I was wrong. Put that on a button, Amy. But we have an update from some state meetings in the Northeast as well as Virginia. Amy, share those updates with us. Yes. Okay. So the Baptist Resource Network of Pennsylvania, South Jersey, had an online Kingdom Vision virtual mini-conference, which replaced what would have been their 50th anniversary celebration and annual meeting. Um, They had canceled their annual gathering for 2020. And instead, their executive board had taken care of business. They voted to adopt the 2020 budget as approved by the 2019 messengers and to keep the messenger approved officers for another year. And then their plan is just to celebrate the 50 year uh, legacy of the BRN all throughout 2021. Uh, But then they had this virtual mini conference that kind of uh, it, it was done in a way to sort of carry on an actual in-person meetings. They had a plenary stage, breakout stages. They had a virtual exhibit hall um, and uh, just all on a web portal that people could could be around. Amy, um, did, did people get virtual pins and virtual candy? I, I doubt it. I doubt okay. they did. Yeah. Um, but that would be have cool. been that would have been interesting to to figure out how they did that. You know, I did a virtual conference a, f- a few months ago, just something that I do every year uh, that I enjoy that I didn't get to go to, so I did it virtually. And they actually sent packages to to you. They sent sent stuff, and then you had instructions to open it at certain parts during the conference. So that was a a really like extra step interactive, you know, kind of thing. But I don't think they did that here. Um, So back to the executive board's motions, the approved budget from last year is $3,012,000, and that allocates 30% of CP receipts to SBC national and international missions and ministries, with the remaining 70% staying uh, in Pennsylvania, South Jersey for their missions and ministries, no shared ministry expenses, uh, involved officers that will be continuing are Chris Buff McNichol. Buff McNichol is one of the greatest names in the I Southern think Baptist That's Convention. amazing. I'm just throwing that out there. Yes. That is one of the best names. Buff McNichol. Yes. Uh, he's not a friend of the pod, but he should be. But I wish he because was. Because we need to have him on. Yes. yes. Buff McNichol, pastor of Grace Falls Church in Absecon, New Jersey. Uh, he will continue as president. John Weathersby from Transcend Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, vice president. Jennifer Musser, community engagement director at Choice One Pregnancy and Sexual Health Resource Centers. Um, and then she's also, her husband is a collegiate minister at Drexel University. Jennifer will continue on as secretary. And so, uh, so they they were able to take care of what they needed to take care of, but then find ways uh, virtually to share what's going on with the churches in the resource network. Yeah, speaking of the churches in the resource network, now they they did have a little dip in CP giving last year, eight point six two percent decrease in their CP giving across the state, mainly due to the COVID nineteen pandemic, but they saw a six percent growth in new churches. So that's, that's pretty exciting. awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. VGAV, Amy. Yes. Okay. So their meeting was held entirely online November 9th and 10th. They had nearly 1,100 registrants, and they had a pastor's conference Monday afternoon, 10 breakout sessions on Tuesday, a worship celebration, you know, everything. They highlighted the ongoing ministries of the BGAV and its churches over the past year, um, in particularly dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. They have no provision for online voting, like many other state conventions had, you know, something similar. And so they had no official business, but deferred all matters to the next annual meeting in 2021. Um, last year's cooperative program budget of $9.1 million forwarded 28% uh, for world mission causes, which included both Virginia Baptist Mission Initiatives and Southern Baptist Convention mission, Missions and Ministries, 6% to ministry partners in Virginia and 66% to Virginia Missions and Ministries. Officers include Adam Tyler, uh, the President, Ronald Gravett, First Vice President, Carol Johnston, Second Vice President, and Herbert Ponder as clerk, with Becky McKinney uh, continuing to serve as chair of the executive board. The executive board had a meeting over the summer and voted to keep all those current officers and committee members in place. And then they also voted to continue the 2020 budget into next year. All right. Well, maybe that will do it for state recaps maybe i think this is the last one though um you say that i know i know i know i i'm going out i'm i'm right this time you think i'm right this time all right so if i had my button i would i would hit my button all right so that's going to do it for the news this week and bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in sbc history amy blow our minds we're going to go to 1974. This one, you know, sometimes I have just a, an interesting story. Sometimes I have a milestone. And this time I've got a milestone that on December 2nd, it was announced that Landrum Level II, pastor of First Baptist Church in Wichita Falls, Texas, had been elected president of New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. Um, Dr. Level was succeeding the president, Grady Cawthon, who had resigned to go where we just talked about this lifeway that's right had go- left to go to the baptist sunday school board in nashville and uh landrum level was the second level to head new orleans seminary his uncle roland level had been the president from 1946 to 1958 uh, but i think anyone who is involved with new orleans seminary at any level has heard about, at any level. <laughs> I know, there you go, has heard about the Level family, and in particular, Landrum Level and the legacy uh, that he has there at New Orleans Seminary, actually Well, if seen you've been in... to the chapel, yes. you've been in Level Chapel. So, and yeah. if you decide to go to college down there, where are you going? Level College. So. It's on the level. That's There you go. We have found every way to do this. Um so that's just a that's a huge milestone, and so I wanted to bring that up. That many of the things that we see at New Orleans Seminary today, and as you know, some of our best friends are down there now, and so we get to hear a lot more just because we're talking to them regularly. We get to hear a lot more about some of the wonderful things at New Orleans Seminary. Many of them were done uh, and, and put in place by Dr. Level, and his presidency began with an announcement this week in SBC history. Very cool. I saw that uh, you know Giving Tuesday was this week, 
and I saw where they did, uh, they beat their goal of 200,000 down there. So That's, that was yeah. pretty spectacular. Pretty cool. So I know a bunch of our seminaries had, had great Giving Tuesdays and Mission Dignity as well. Uh, the NAM chicken thing with the, the NAM and IMB for Sin Relief was yeah. like 20 something thousand dollars for chickens. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. So, you know, it was really neat to see the generosity of Southern Baptists coming out on Giving Tuesday and for all of our institutions, as well as the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. I know that's, that's kind of one of our, our big pushes right now. It's, uh, we're in the middle of the week of prayer for international missions. And, you know, it's, uh, it, this, this time of year is synonymous with the Lottie Moon Christmas offering because it's Christmas time, right? Because yep. it's a Christmas offering. So obviously. So a lot of churches I know are doing big mission Sundays and giving Sundays this month. And I uh, want to encourage you to participate in that. Again, you can find out more at LottieMoon.com or IMB.org about the week of prayer and the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. All right, that's going to bring us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is? Mine is a video that just came up from the WMU. They did a virtual celebration for the week of prayer. Um, oh, yeah. So that's the IMB's week of prayer has been this week, but their virtual celebration, uh, which is about 30 minutes long, a, l- a little bit less than 30 minutes, and they have um, missions testimonies, they pray for international missions, some some of them are, you know, speaking in their heart language, and then they also have uh, something which if you're listening to this over the weekend, I've got the link in the show notes that will take you to where you can watch the virtual celebration. And then you can also go to World Crafts and shop. And from now until midnight, Monday night, December 7th, uh, 20% of your purchase will go directly to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering if you buy Christmas gifts or something through World Crafts. So I wanted to put that in there. Um, but I watched the virtual celebration yesterday, shortly after it was posted, and it's really good. Lots of stories from all around the world. I heard a story that I did not know. Um, it was from 2003, and it was about Bill Hyde, who was a missionary in the Philippines, and he was killed in a uh, a bombing at the Davao City International Airport there in the Philippines and there was a, a there there was a, a fellow missionary there that was sharing a story told all about him and then what happened and i was so moved and touched by that so i think i actually threw a baptist press link in here too in case anyone is interested in knowing about that story which really uh touched my heart but you can hear more personally about him in that video as well as others. And uh, so I highly recommend it. And I'm grateful to the WMU for, for putting that together and promoting missions the way they do. All right. Speaking of promoting missions, my resource of the week is the kind of uh, rebranded, re redone CP stories. So 52 Sundays has been around for a few years uh, some mission moments uh, that you can use in your churches. Well, we've kind of rebranded, re-skinned those and, and kind of added some stuff to them. They're called CP Stories. Uh, they kind of debut this week. You can download this resource for free at the SBC website. Just scroll to the bottom uh, and look in the, the footer there. It says 52 Sundays. So uh, you can look in the, the menu there at the SBC website, CP Stories, 52 Sundays, whatever, you know, whichever terminology you want to use. But this is an opportunity for you to tell your church every week. You can use it as a bulletin insert. You can do a presentation during the offertory. Really easy. 
script that is there that you can just read to the congregation and really tell them about the investment that they're making through the cooperative program and how that is fueling ministry and missions around the world and here in the U.S. through church planning. So uh, different missionaries are featured every week. I think uh, this week is like the first one of the rebrand, and I believe it's the Croatia, uh, the couple from Croatia uh, that is in the week of prayer. Uh, so some of the, the ones in December uh, feature a lot of the same people as the week of prayer uh, that we, we've been looking at and, and praying for this week. But uh, moving on in January, those are available for download as well at the SBC website. So you can get them about, about a month in advance if you want to plan them out and stick those in. Uh, but you know, it's kind of cool to have churches from around the SBC using the CP stories to tell their church members, you know, at, what CP is and, and how it's fueling ministry, how the gospel is being shared be, as a result in every town, every city, every state, and every nation around the world. So, uh, exciting stuff there. CP stories, check it out online over at the SBC website. We got the link in the show notes as well. So, I uh, highly encourage you to to do that, implement that in your local church. Maybe you use it on Wednesday nights during your prayer time. Maybe you use it on Sunday mornings, but some way that you can show uh, what the cooperative program is doing around the world and how it's fueling ministry and missions for Southern Baptists. So uh, that's my resource of the week. Very cool. All right, Amy, we're getting closer and closer to episode 300, just two weeks away. Can you believe that? I can't. Two weeks and away. It'll be really our final, like, quote unquote, real, real episode. episode of the year. Yes. And then we get to our year end episodes, which I took a peek the other day at oh, no. what our questions had been. And I got <laughs> re- and I got really tickled. I thought I thought, well, it's well, going to be interesting answering some of these. A lot of did have- we have global pandemic in there. We did not. That was not on our bingo card for 2020. Um, but wow. there, there'll be some, there'll be some interesting ways in which we try to answer those questions, and a few of them have pretty clear, uh, pretty clear ones. I'm going to give a preview of one. Yeah, which was, will we hit 10,000 messengers in Orlando? <laughs> and we were so positive about that. We were yes. so assured. I remember saying that and thinking, you know, when the pandemic, we like, hit, I was like, this well, is it. This is the one. We won't and hit that one. it was zero. So uh, that's your preview for our year end episode. Would have, where though. we go- Absolutely. We absolutely would have. Absolutely. We would have. But uh, so anyway, some other ones like that. And uh, it'll, it'll, it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun, that show. All right. You got to put together your most interesting Southern Baptist. That's going to be hard this year. Because things have like not happened like normal. Yeah, I'll, I got some. All right, you got some. Okay, well that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a fun episode. I know whenever we do that one. So we will be having episodes. Uh, Christmas and New Year's are on Fridays this year, so we will have episodes dropping on Christmas and New Year's. We're gonna record those ahead of time. I was gonna say obviously. I'm not recording on Christmas or New Year's, but well, I mean, you don't want to wake up on Christmas morning, hop on the podcast, record with me, and then, you know, go open presents. That's that's yeah. not how we're gonna do yeah, that. Yeah, that's a no. That's okay for December the fourth, but not for December twenty fifth. That's right. All right. Well, um I, I totally get that. No, we're gonna record those the week earlier and and get those to you on their appropriate days. And uh, we're looking forward to that and uh, the end of the year. I hope everybody has a great Christmas uh, that's coming up. So uh, just a few weeks left to get your Lottie Moon Christmas offering gifts in. 
So please do that. Uh, actually, I mean, they go all through the year, but you know, obviously this is the season for that. So uh, do encourage you to give through that and support our missionaries around the world and support them through prayer as well. Uh, Amy mentioned the prayer service from WMU. We've got the, the CP stories where you can pray for missionaries and church planners around the world every week, as well as the week of prayer this week. So uh, please be sure to do that. And uh, also thank you to our sponsor once again, Southwestern Seminary. And Amy, I'll see you next week. See you next week.